Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. We are so grateful that you tuned in and we appreciate you, our Wealth Builders family. Billy and Becky send their love to you and we are so excited about all that God is doing in your life. You know, Wealth Builders, we received a word, Billy and Becky did, that it is a movement and you are all a part of it. And I think as we go into 2024, this is going to be an amazing year filled with opportunity and we want to be ready for it, right? So one of those ways that you can get ready for 2024 is make sure that you are registered for our upcoming Wealth Builders Conference. This is our biggest conference of the year. Uh, It's in Denver and we look at it kind of like a celebration and it's a time for us to get together and just really be encouraged along with some amazing speakers. It's going to be a power packed weekend. So to learn more about that, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. And we might still have a couple VIP tickets left. If you want to go in a little deeper, connect more with a a tighter group for networking and with the speakers. Uh, So again, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Today, we are going to be talking about how to bring God's vision in your life to reality. You know, it's one thing to hear or like receive from God what we are called to do. But one of the things that I have learned working with you know, multiple nonprofits, being in banking, working with organizations, consulting, our business coaching that we do with wealth builders is once you receive that vision from God, it does not come to pass unless you know how to implement it. And I wish at times that it just fell out of the sky in our head. You know, sometimes I'll hear people say, I don't know, the Lord just did it. And I think, well, he did it, but he had to have some cooperation, right? That we know like we have to put our hand to work. We have to work on some things. We have to cooperate with God. The word of God tells us that we co-labor with him in bringing his will to pass. And I truly believe that we each have um, just an amazing purpose it, it has a call to it, and that actually can include multiple projects or businesses. But the main thing is, is that we're in tune with the Holy Spirit on what God has called us to do. And I want to share with you some things that's going to help you to step out God's vision for your life, God's purpose for your life. And in that And that's really where we're called as individuals when we respond to that, to bring a transformation and have an impact that God has called us to do and to have for the purposes of the kingdom, which includes building wealth for our family. 
It includes touching people through our businesses in real estate that we're able to show them Jesus. It includes having enough money to be able to fund the ministry. And there's nothing like getting in that spot where you know you're in the will of God. You know that you're tapping into the gifts and talents that he's equipped you with to fulfill your purpose. It's just a happy place to be. But why, when we look around, is there so many people, and I know even times in our own lives, in my life, where I was like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm working, I'm responding to emails like crazy, right? Or just going through a day and and doing activity, but is it really moving me in that purpose and that calling, that vision that God's given me. So at Wealth Builders, we've got a ton of practical teaching on this. Um, We have got a lot of information in the Wealth Builders business coaching and other areas that we help you to walk this out. Uh, But today I'm going to give you just as much information as I can in this short period of time to really look at this from a scriptural standpoint and get a hold of some things, some tips I'm going to be giving you that's going to help you to um, clear the path, you might say, clear the way, clear the highway for you to move forward in the vision and the purpose that God has for your life. So the question that we're going to answer is how do you take the dreams God has given you and bring them into reality in this world? There's five keys I'll be sharing with you to supernatural success in your business in this area of bringing the vision to reality. Before I started recording, I was just asking the Lord for, give me a good example, you know, of someone in the Bible that got the vision that you had for them and they really brought it into reality. And he just really prompted me with Noah. And I, I got a scripture here I'll be sharing with you, but I was like, this is awesome because Noah got this vision of building an ark But if he wouldn't have actually started implementing, you know, pounding things together, following the pathway and putting his hand to work, that arc would not have become a reality. And let me just share this with you. It's Genesis 6. It's 6, 14 through 16. Uh, And it really lays out the details that God gave Noah And it gave me, and I think it will give you too, an understanding of there was a lot involved on Noah's part to cooperate with this vision that God gave him. So listen to this. God gives Noah detailed directions for the construction of the vessel. It says this, make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark is... 300 cubits, its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top. 
And it goes on to talk about a set of doors in the ark to the side of it. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. The length of the cubit, of course, is varied over time. But in research, they calculated the measurements to correspond roughly to a vessel that was 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. So this would make the Ark of Noah larger than any wooden vessel ever built. And another thing that's super interesting about this, I think will encourage you, is it kind of made no sense in the natural because at that time they didn't really have rain. And so um, Noah just received this vision from God and he pressed forward in it. And if you just think about all the details that I gave you, just the almost insurmountable task that this was. Noah had perseverance. And so I'm not saying these are five things that Noah like, you know, clung to, but when I look back at that, I think what I'm going to be sharing with you are certainly things that he had to apply to stay with it and to fulfill this vision that God gave him. And I think it's going to help you and I to really understand how to connect with the grace of God in fulfilling this vision. When God gives you and I a vision, it's going to be bigger than anything that we can do in the natural. Now that in itself can be challenging because it takes faith, right? It's going to take some risk And it's going to be um, a situation where you're going to step out doing something that you in yourself are not going to feel capable of. And that can be really uncomfortable. So let's talk about five keys that's going to help us to step into the supernatural grace and help of God to help us see the vision and start to step out the vision and the dreams that God has for our life so that we can see them come to life, right, in our life. We can see them become tangible in our life. So here we go. Get a notepad out. Write these down. I'm going to be giving you some scriptures as well to help support it. But I think number one, and these aren't in any particular order, but conquer fear, you think about Noah, I can only imagine like who's going to pay for this wood, (laughs) right? How am I going to pay for the labor to put this together? I can't do it all myself. What will people think of me? I'm sure there was so many things. My family thinks I'm crazy or whatever that he had to really think about and he had to conquer fear, whether it's fear of man or fear of lack or fear of getting in over his head, whatever it might be. Uh, But listen to this statement. Fear is the most common hindrance to fulfilling dreams, vision, and purpose. There is no place for fear in our lives causing us to doubt what God has called us to do. You know, in Genesis as well, it's like the oldest trick you might say that Satan has in the book of the Bible is to bring the question like he did to, to Eve, which is, hath God really said And so when we receive that vision with enthusiasm, we know it's from God. As time goes on and as we start to walk it out, maybe share that vision with others, it really becomes a point that is um, 
dryness at times, and the enemy, of course, is working on that too, into doubting what God has called us to do. So that anything with doubt has like a fear root, I believe, because if I'm doubting God, I'm not trusting in him. I've gone from faith, which is God's, you know, rhythm, that's his language over to fear. Doubt is connected to fear. So when we say conquer fear, it's really an important step. So I'm going to give you three scriptures that you can write down that are going to help you in this area. So the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in and puts his confidence in the Lord will be exalted and safe. Proverbs 29, 25, I'm reading this from the Amplified. So this is very interesting because where we might feel naturally that we are in safety would be when the people around us are agreeing with us, okay? But that really is putting our trust in man. And this tells us the fear of man, which is putting trust in man or their opinion, exalting it over the opinion of God, brings a snare. But when we trust in and put our confidence in the Lord, even though everything in the natural looks unsafe, the word of God tells us that is where we will be exalted and safe. I like this Psalm 56, three, and this is David. And it says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So when we feel afraid, we may have those emotions, but the answer that David had and an answer for us is we say, I say out loud, or I just make a very conscious decision to shift my thinking to, Lord, I put my trust in you. And then Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I don't know why this is, but when I get these thoughts, it's usually like in the middle of the night, when I'm waking up and you know, you're just not all awake or whatever. So it's like that time where I have to really guard my mind in my thoughts. And so this scripture is really amazing. And Kenneth Hagin senior has got a great teaching on it. Dave and I listen to it a lot, but I'll even just say out loud, like I am, I refuse to be anxious about anything, right? So I'm just declaring, I am not thinking this way. And then it tells us what our battle plan is in a way. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So when you've got those anxious thoughts, when you feel like you're being overcome by, by fearful thoughts, this tells us how to overcome it. By prayer and petition, we thank God knowing that he's not going to call us to do something that he's not going to help us fulfill. And then we make the specific request to God. In other words, we cast our care onto the Lord. And what's the result of that? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So listen to this quote. It's by George Adair, who I don't know who that is, but it's a great quote. And it says this, everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Think about that. Everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of fear. So that is like get off fear 
and get into faith to move forward. So number one is conquer fear. Number two is trust in your purpose. Listen to this. Knowing you have heard God and believing in your purpose from Him translates into bravery and being able to step out into faith. When you know that God's called you to do something and um, you know that it's not going to be up to you to do alone, however, you have to get out there and start implementing It allows you to go into that place of, God, you've called me to do this. I'm trusting. It's actually already done, and you're going to help me how to walk it out so that we cooperate and co-labor together to bring the result that you've called me to and that you desire. Purpose is your constant motivation, your core, how you were created. It functions across every area of your life, and it is unique to you. Write this scripture down. It's Proverbs 20, or I'm sorry, Proverbs 19, 21, and this is in the CEB version. It says this, many plans are in a person's mind, but the Lord's purpose will succeed. So when I'm walking through something, feeling like I'm um, out on a limb, maybe doubting uh, my abilities or or just like hitting a, you know, a crunch or a, 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 you know, a difficulty. This scripture is super helpful because I'll even just ask, okay, Lord, am I doing this out of something that, that I've decided to do? Or is this something that you have called me to do? And in that, you know, when the Lord is like, no, I'm in this, you can just know that you've already got success because the Lord's purpose will succeed. And in that, it frees you up to do what's necessary to cooperate with God in bringing it to pass. You know, when we think about it, if we're afraid something will not succeed, we kind of hold back, right? Ooh, I don't know if I should step out and get that property. I'm feeling kind of safe just keeping all that money in savings. Or with business, you run into something that's difficult and it causes us sometimes to question, Lord, did I hear from you? And of course, if the answer is yes, you did if, if you started out, but we sometimes need to be reminded of that. And then know, okay, I need help navigating through this challenge, but I know the result is success because God... I'm aligning my life with your purpose, and I know that it will succeed. Here is three other scriptures that will help you in this area. This one is 1 Peter 4.10, and I love this because if you are called to do something and you feel ill-equipped, this is going to help you a ton. Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God— Employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. I love that. So when we start out in something, a lot of times we'll see like, wow, there's a gift here. But I've actually had situations in my life where I have stepped out because I knew I had a word from the Lord 
and the natural talents weren't really there. <laughs> but I knew from scriptures like this, there's also one in Second Corinthians, that if God called me to do it, the gifts and talents are in me. I just need to appropriate them and they will reveal themselves. So one of uh, my favorite stories about that is when I was staging one of the first homes I've ever staged, and I somehow got myself, the Lord got me into this very prestigious family's home, uh, and it was um, about a 7,000-square-foot home. And I'd just been walking it out, just putting things together, uh, but when I got to the house and I brought my little boxes of staging in and I looked around, I like got frozen. I was just so afraid, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, they, I won't teach on this today, but we have these four steps. And it was like all at once I became very conscious that I was not capable in the natural of doing what I had got myself into, right? And that's a little bit, I think, of the sense of humor of God, but also teaching us to rely on him. And as I was frozen, it's like, do I walk out of here and apologize? What am I going to do, right? The Holy Spirit just prompted me to start moving, just start moving. So I just took my hand and I went and I started reaching into this basket, reaching for a plant. And as I did that, that's really being a doer of the word because that was stepping out in faith, right? even though I wasn't feeling anything in the natural that was supporting I could do this. But when I align my faith, and in this case, it was just simply reaching my hand to putting my foot forward to grab hold of a plant. At that moment, it was like the Holy Spirit downloaded everything I needed to do in that house as I walked through it. And so I, this is near and dear to my heart. And so I, I really want to encourage you that if you are, and I think some of you listening are feeling this right now, that you're just feeling inadequate for what God's called you to do, and um, you're really contemplating like giving it up. And I want to encourage you that this verse, read it, and it could be the encouragement that you need. While you might not see everything in the natural right now, that you need to step God's vision forward to to step out in faith one like reach of your hand or one step at a time. And I just believe the Lord is saying that his provision will be there for you. But he, you know, responds to faith, right? So I, I think that's a word for someone. And just let me know, like if, if that was you, just respond back to us. Let us know at info at wealthbuilders.org. And it could be many of you. And I, I do believe that this is an encouragement that may help you to really get moving on that call that God has on your life. All right, the next one, James 1.17, is just a reminder that every good thing, every perfect gift is from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights. And in him, there is no variation, no rising or setting, no shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. In other words, we can trust him to be faithful and to be who he says he is in our life. And then Proverbs 18, 16, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And I love this because as you look at this, it's not, it's not, you know, my gift. The gifts that are in us are from God, right? We just read a scripture about that. 
So when we don't take ownership of the gifts in us, but we clearly know that that is a gift from God, we can trust that God's gift in us will bring us before great men, or in other words, they will present opportunities and divine connections to us. But you and I don't have to go out and manipulate and strategize for those connections. What we do is we focus on God, we receive his favor, we agree with what he's called us to do, we cooperate in faith. And one of the benefits of that is he will bring us before great men or women, right? (laughs) All right, number three, remember that vision flows from purpose. Listen to this, vision flows out of your purpose. It produces the steps to fulfill your purpose in the different areas of your life home, family, work, marriage, etc. Vision is an is a very important part of leadership and a very important part of stewarding what God has called you to do. But it is going to flow out of your purpose. Uh, listen to this, Habakkuk 2, 2, 3. You've heard this scripture. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. For the vision is yet for the appointed future time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it because it will certainly come. It will not delay. I know that scripture sounds a little confusing, uh, but the way that I look at this is when I cooperate um, with dedicating my life to God's purpose for my life, and I might have multiple businesses, I might have, um, you know, multiple real estate endeavors, ministry, whatever that is, the vision for whatever that entity is or ministry is that God's called me to is going to flow out of the purpose that he has for my life. And this is a great reminder to say that we document it. We measure things through it. One of the things we we're just working on this week in business coaching is to clearly document our vision. It should be simple, knowing that everything we do in that organization needs to align with the vision. So we don't get off on rabbit trails. We don't start doing things that we're not called to do or doesn't fulfill what God's called us to do. But in here, there's an encouragement too, because sometimes we're working at something for a long time and we've seen like, wow, Lord, I've been working on this uh, and I'm just not seeing the fruit of it, right? Have you heard the saying like, it's just their time. There is a God's timing in things. Um, But as we cooperate with that, okay, we can really have an impact on that timing, I truly believe, because God's not going to pour something out in our life that's going to harm us, right? Uh, It reminds me of Peter who wasn't prepared, right? He, He wasn't in faith and he's like, fine, I'll put the net out. And there was such a harvest that was planned that it broke his net, right? So we don't want to be in that same situation with this vision that God has called us to. So we work diligently to prepare for it, lay a foundation, put our hand to the plow, you might say. And there are times that it's God's timing, but we want to be ready for that timing. And sometimes it depends on others, right? God doesn't control people. 
There is a timing for things, but there are things that work together to bring that fulfillment. And you and I can cooperate by keeping the vision before us. It helps us with perseverance and then diligently doing what our part is so that we are very prepared for that time where we have that that increase, where we've got um, a lot of the harvest of what we have sowed in our endeavor, in the vision. And then Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. And the other word for revelation in the scriptures is vision. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. Okay, we're seeing that in countries, right? That don't have a vision. The United States right now uh, is fighting for... um, a united vision. What's the purpose for our country and our nation? And it's not been clear through our current leadership. It's not being held up. And you're seeing the people are casting off restraint, right? Well, if we bring that down to an organization, we'll have leaders that that come in the business coaching and, and they've got people working on activities that, that don't align with the vision um, that, that don't align with their core objectives. And when you really get down to it, oftentimes it's the vision of why the company or ministry or organization exists has not been communicated and activities have not been measured against it. And so what people do oftentimes is not trying to do anything wrong. They just haven't been given guidance or a vision. So they start doing their own thing and it looks chaotic, right? And people are very happy when they can work under a unified vision. God gives you a big vision, not because of you, but because of him. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. God gives you a big vision, not because of you, but because of him. You will encounter resistance, but you can use naysayers as confirmation of the Lord's plan in your life. Isaiah 51, seven says this, listen to me, you who know righteousness, right standing with God, the people in whose heart is my law and instruction. Do not fear the reproach and taunting of man, nor be distressed at their reveling. That is awesome. So he's saying, listen to me, right? I've got you. Do not fear the naysayers. Just keep focused on what I have called you to do. Number four, trust him for provision. He is always going to follow through and provide what you need to fulfill your purpose and vision. I think this is one of the biggest challenges that I know I have personally, and a lot of people that I talk to, is that they they want to step out into doing what's, what God's called them to do. Um, but one of the biggest obstacles seem to be like, how am I going to finance this? Where's the provision going to come from? Uh, and I think that this is really encouraging with this statement to know that if God has called you to it, he will provide what you need to fulfill that purpose and vision. Listen to this. This is Joshua 3, 5. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Isn't that amazing? I love that. This is just an encouragement for us. Like, hey, stay with it. Stay connected to the Lord. 
for tomorrow he will do wonders among us. And then John 15, 16 says this, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I've appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the father in my name is my representative. He may give to you. I love this. This would be a whole podcast right in this. Um, but I want to draw your attention to part that says the purpose for this, that he's purpose, purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give to you. Wow. That is powerful. Listen to this. The blessings of Abraham are ours through Jesus Christ. God gave Abraham a vision, an example, that's Isaac, to fulfill the purpose he had given Abraham, which was making Abraham a great nation. Now, studying out Abraham and Sarah, they didn't walk that out perfectly, right? They had some hiccups in there, right? But God's plan, his purpose, and his promise he was faithful to fulfill. The blessings of Abraham are ours through Jesus Christ. Just in that, studying out all the things that God promised Abraham and knowing that they are ours really builds your faith. Again, that's a whole nother podcast. I actually have a whole teaching on that as well to just focus in. Like there's so many promises of God and if we just look at the promises of Abraham, Abraham, like think about how much is available to us, at least personally for me, that I have not tapped into. First Thessalonians 5.24 says this, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Again, this was number four, trust him for provision. Number five is live out of the finished work of Jesus. Listen to this. Abraham was counted as righteous because he believed even when he couldn't see. When you get stuck in your vision, step out in obedience. God is faithful. If we look at Hebrews 11, this is 8 through 12. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God." By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. That's key, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Wow, amazing. Mark eleven twenty four says this, for this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. So you say, Karen, I know these scriptures. I know uh, I desire to walk by faith, but where's that key? How do we like connect the dots 
so that we're seeing like by faith, we know these things are true. We try to keep our mind on them and believe in them. But the key, I believe, or one of the keys is to live out of the perspective of the finished work of Jesus. You know, if you feel like you're having trouble even with your faith, or maybe you're doubting, we have those moments. It's like God even tells us like he completes our faith, right? So if you're feeling weak in faith and being challenged, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm just uh, feeling weak in this right now, but praise God, praise you, Lord, that you are the author and finisher of my faith. And I need some help with finishing, right? <laughs> That's a great prayer. You just really realize talking about this, at least, um, I don't know. For me, it's a constant just realizing how much just leaning into God and trusting Him, leaning into His grace, it frees you up to do the things that you need to do to, to do your part, right? But taking the pressure off that we don't have to be perfect. If we make a mistake, it's okay. God is more than able to get us back on track. But I think more important than all of that for us to really walk out the vision God's given us is just to know that we are not going it alone. That when we lean into him, it's more, God wants to do more than we can ask or think. And it's sort of a humility. It's sort of a, um, I don't know, humbling of ourselves to say, I'm not going to look at just me to do this. I'm going to lean into you. And then by grace, Lord, I'm asking you to provide me the perseverance, the know-how, the connections, whatever is needed to implement this vision and put into steps what you've called me to do so that we can see it come to pass. So I'm going to just um, recap these five things. Number one, conquer fear. This is on bringing vision to reality. Number two, trust in your purpose. Number three, vision flows from purpose. Number four, trust him for provision. And number five, live out of Jesus' finished work. All right. Well, I hope this has been helpful and encouraging for you today. Again, I just want to invite you to come and join us for the Wealth Builders Conference. Uh, it's in February and it is going to be amazing. It's a time where we love to see you. Billy and Becky love this time because they get to connect with all of you, our Wealth Builders family. Dave and I are looking forward to seeing you, all the speakers, all the coaches. And I think this year is just going to be the best yet. The theme is for such a time as this. So get registered, wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.